0: We are
1: back like we never left, man. Welcome to another episode of the Transformability Podcast. My name once again is JV the Transformer. And you see the shirt I'm wearing. It's because I got the family with me today. I got the legends of Keep It Basement on the podcast today, virtually, of course. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, let them know what they do, or let y'all know what they do, because I can't give them an introduction. So we're going to start with my boy, the Swedes. Let them know.
0: Uh, keep the basement here. And JV's off a fresh nap. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Fresh naps.
0: <laughs> I, I texted him I, like, "Yo, oh, what's good. He's like, Oh, it was like half asleep. I was like, Oh boy. I,
1: I, I was all right. So we how, how am
0: I? How's my mic?
1: Wonderful, bro.
0: Cool.
1: Your, your mic is good. So if you could just introduce yourself to the people. I'm you know um, I mean?
0: Mike. <clears throat> Mike at the swings
1: Shout out to the Swings. We got mustache man, bottom left corner on my
2: end. <laughs> Is that me?
1: Yeah, that's you, man.
2: Hey, baby. Um <laughs> Mike, sorry, I'm distracted by Mikey, He's looking like squints from the sand lot. Uh <laughs> so good. It's Tom great. Zappia of Keep It Basement. Uh Jonathan, thank you for having me. You're
3: and welcome,
2: bro. You know, we are we're fucking three wild cats. Sounds like a fucking job interview. That we do, wouldn't uh, go. Up. You know, we do, oh, so all of them. And we do, um, <laughs> you know, we just keep it. And, and I'm an Italian guy, obviously. If you can tell by looking at me.
1: Hey, Paisan. No. Uh, <laughs> and then we got comedy legend himself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Bottom right on my end.
0: Same. But number one in our hearts. Uh, <laughs> number one in our hearts.
3: <laughs> Better than Absolutely. Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Jeez. Thank you, JV, for having us. Uh shout out to Mike. Looking like if uh the mafia had an IT department. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bunker down for the storm oh, yeah. coming. 18 inches is coming. Sounds big.
3: Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, uh, trying trying to do uh tell these jokes during the pandemic and uh doing the podcast with these guys and getting able to jump on with good hosts like yourself, man. So thank you. Thanks for hey, having me. I'm trying. You guys are the
1: father figures of what I do, so you know.
0: That's scary. A... <laughs>
3: he said that's a three scary. Dude, a three-dude Mount Rushmore? Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. I gotta I gotta cement my head on the fork side of Mount Rushmore, dude. Almost <laughs> death.
0: Cement your head in some porn star titties.
1: Oh Jesus. <laughs> I knew that's where this was going. <laughs> anyway, man. Uh so talk about the Burke of Keep It Basement. Like, who came up with it? Like, whose brainchild was it?
0: Uh, that was Brain, me That was way, my, back, brainchild way back in strong. the day. Yeah. Uh, Keep It Basement, way back in the day, college. It was a blog for a class, and then it was turned into, like, a radio show, podcast, pretty much, like, a little bit of everything, like, uh, just a podcast way back in the day. No, not uh, a blog way back in the day in class interviewed people like careers I wanted to be a part of or like look into like certain things and I remember I got a really good grade for the blog and the project the project was to interview Charlemagne and I did that and then the blog was like do stuff that you like and are passionate about I remember the titles was creativity inspiration comedy and hip-hop and like girls so it was a blog and then my teacher's like you gotta be like a you got you can't do all this though like the teacher looked at the blog and it was like half naked girls on certain parts of the blog But I was just trying to like do something where it would involve like pretty girls also, you know, comedy and like hip hop news and creativity and inspiration. Something for that. It was just always me all along, but I just turned it into like a class project. and I was like, I'm going to stick with doing this stuff.
1: So you're saying that was a class project with the titles of hip hop comedy or you coming up it was
0: me coming up with it but it was like for like a class project so I'm like let me do let me do this while I can and I was taking music industry classes in one of my last semesters in college it took me 20 years to graduate just kidding but it was the blog and then a radio show and then like any like everything just like testing the game and learning everything you know
1: we're big facts so did you meet uh Zappia and Alex through college or where did you guys meet up mm-hmm. like where does that met- brotherhood start
0: uh at the stress activity comedy club I went because I wanted to look into comedy I was in radio and I was like looking for funny people to create with and I was like why not go to a comedy club where there'd be funny people to create with and I was kind of pussy still kind of am to go on stage and do comedy but it was always in the back of my head that's why I started radio and to like entertain people and also do interviews and learn the game then I met Alex first actually and I remember someone asked me to do a mic and I didn't know what the fuck they meant so I gave it like I told Alex yo there's a mic if you want to do this show and then we were cool and then literally Tom Zappia was always outside the club. I just started talking to him and he gave me a few rides home. And then he like drove Alex here one day and we just started doing stuff. Like that's really the story, but it's kind of funny.
3: I mean, that's maybe a little, girl they girl. could, they could
0: tell the story too. I mean, that was on my side,
3: but yeah. I, I thought you guys were doing it before me though, right? I, mean, I we think we
2: did like it, one episode maybe, or two, maybe one with maybe
3: two. So. Yeah, yeah, I just know that it was never like, we never sat down and was like, oh, we're gonna create a podcast together. Like, I showed up one day, and I remember what stood out to me was I did a couple podcasts before, and they were cool. Like, most of it was, like, hanging out with your friends and drinking whatever, but, like, Sweeney was, like, so professional about it, like... (laughs) like, What happened? Like, I'm kidding. You pulled up to your driveway, and then you just had, like, a fridge full of beers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you need you need pop you need pop chips do you you, you need some popcorn like like anything and then uh the episode went so good that i remember we all at the end of it were like should we just keep doing it like this and then like i remember was Mm -hmm. it the pizzeria phone like that was the first episode i think and ever since that phone rang we just kept calling it the pizzeria phone.
0: Mm, that's funny and then also Like Alex said, kind of like what I want to like talk about now is Keep It Basement. It's more than a podcast because like production, because I always had the mentality like it'd either be Mm -hmm. like a show on my my couch, Cube Basement. Like he said, like very homey, grab you a drink, do a cool interview. Uh, A radio show was Keep Basement as a radio show beforehand, a Keep Basement blog. It was just more of a production type thing where you get us on a mic and we'll entertain and, and bring our best, you know, strengths out. And that's kind of what it is. It just evolves in different things. It's like not one thing. So it's always hard to like open up and describe, hey, what's Keep a Basement? Not that I'm saying I like more than a this or that, but it's like we do so many different fucking things that you could get confused with a lot of
1: other shit, you know? Absolutely. No, but I love the name and really quick, I'm pretty sure all of you guys know, like uh, one day I was just talking to Swin during this whole pandemic fucking era that we're in. And I'm like, bro, I am thinking about starting a podcast. And, like, he didn't give me, like, a professional answer. He was just like, yeah, dude, just fucking do it. It wasn't like – he didn't give me pointers. It was just fucking do it. And yeah i'm
0: not saying not saying you but there's so many people who ask me for podcasts if i, I could literally probably start a business but it's kind of like i don't want to be one of those like fake entrepreneurs but so many people are like i want to do this i want to do that and i'm like just try it first and do it like before you go from a to z try the steps to do it right it's it's it's, it's a tough thing but you got to be consistent and you got to do definitely other things now more than ever and just be you know just just try it you know whatever your passion yeah i definitely
1: i definitely skipped to z by the way
3: <laughs> Nah, I didn't listen to that you know, advice. Tell somebody too, like, what to do for a podcast. Like, it's it's the same as like stand up, too, where it's just like when you go, I'm thinking about like trying stand up, dude's like, all right, just do it. Nobody really tells you exactly how. And like, the way everyone does a podcast, too, is like different than the next man. So, like, it's really right. hard to, find, to figure out your business model when you're making it up as you go along. You know, like, I, I, I think the one thing that works with the three of us is that every time we go into a podcast, it's not a facade. It's just like, we happen to have microphones in front of our face and we're talking about what we would have anyway. And yeah, like, it's, it's real once where like right. you're not there with us talking, but you feel like you're standing like outside of stress, talking with us, like all, like all the combos I wish I was a part of, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's a good podcast for anybody.
0: Yeah, I could yeah, talk I, to them. I could. Oh, sorry for coming. Out, like, I could talk to them, like literally, like once a month, and be like, on the day of the thing, yo, know, let's record. I'm, like, all right, they'll come over, and it's like you would never know because the chemistry is just it is what it is. that as, as corny as it sounds. It's like we, we we don't even have to talk all the time, and it's like when we do and we're like creating, it's like the best, you know, form of conversation in a way. Whether it be yeah, an I think
1: or it's it's crazy because when the titles keep it basement like i literally thought you guys were in his basement like every single day yeah like, well, they most of the thought, time we are yeah that's we're cool. just hanging out in the basement <laughs> was,
0: that's a whole nother episode but the, the reason for that titling of, of why people ask me all the time there's, it's just so long like i have to like write that out but there's so many different reasons but mainly the main reason was like people would be like where's sweeney in his basement like making fun of me so i did the eminem eight mile theory and i just took that and titled it and then also just a mentality in hip hop, as you know, like when you start from yeah. the base ground up, you know, I didn't take the Kanye lyric. I had the name before the Kanye lyric. The song came right out
3: after. I feel like when that's, like, that's the- what I took that as too. Like we never talked about exactly what it meant.
0: I wrote it down actually, like the other day, just to reflect.
3: But 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 right or wrong, like you and I have never had this conversation about why it's called what it's called, right?
0: Maybe like when you were outside smoking a cigarette, having a beer, like <laughs> briefly at the stress factor.
3: Maybe was but it like, okay? All I know is that, like, from what I took it as, was like, yeah, that mentality state of like, still being humble, no matter,
0: yeah, how many it
3: people is reaching or like, who, like, well, how many porn stars you interview or how many like big like freaking interviews we do get and are lucky enough to get that in the grand gist of it all, yo, we're not signed, we're not, you know what I mean? Like, it's like we're yeah. still in a basement, like, and it's, if you right, you're
0: it's hour, simple but it's complex too, because I have the definition for my like personal reasons and like what other people would think of it. And then like entertainment perspective, and basically like he's saying, it's the rawest form, of organic content. And it's kind of like, you know, feeling the uncomfortable while being comfortable, like closing your eyes. Like I always said, like, no matter how far I went or where I went, it's just always the mentality is keep it basement. Like where you started on that basement couch or you started that hobby in the basement or yeah. you were podcasting with everyone. It doesn't matter if I'm on Sirius XM or in someone's basement, it's just the mentality of you know, that organic raw, real feel, while, you know, being humble and not being a sellout or like phony.
1: Yeah, I think Keep It Basement is like natural for you guys. And I fuck with the name because Keep It Basement to me means like, we're gonna keep it a hundred no matter where the fuck we are at. Like- There was
0: always some people hating though. Like, sorry to cut you off. There's always some like friends who would be like, we're Sweeney in his basement. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna spend that. I mean,
1: yeah. Fucking spend it in your basement. And then when you get more money than they do, then what? Mm -hmm. But no, I think, you know, we can also go into, like, the reason why I titled my shit Transformability, but that's way too, like, left field, and technically, cool. this this isn't the Keep It Basement episode. I'm just wearing their merch. <laughs> but uh, shout out to their merch, too. And shout out to Vinny Brand, the owner of uh, Stress Factory, too. Met the guy, one of the most humble dudes, man. Always came into my store and shopped the hell out, so... Shout out to you for always giving me them business transactions. Anyway, so we keep it basement. Like I know you've had like experience with um radio and shit. Did you feel like your experience with radio kind of led you to podcasting? And also, secondary question, you've been doing this thing for like a very long time. Do you feel like there's competition or is is it different podcasting than it is music where it's like oh shit, somebody's doing music. I, I kind of have to outshine this person where podcasting is just like, you know what? Podcasting, it's all a community. Let's just build each other up at the end of the day.
0: When, you fir- when I first started out, <clears throat> I wanted to be like, you see people doing things like Howard Stern, Charlamagne or people with names, right? They're on like these major networks. I want to be on a major network. And like, as, my gr- as I was grinding in radio, I feel like there was never any opportunity for like to evolve into that. And I kept getting kicked off radio stations doing stupid shit, funny stuff. Uh, and then my friend who was like a video editor and like wanted to, he used to do radio in college. showed me how to like work certain things. He was like, um, here's some podcast equipment we're gonna get and work on podcasts." podcast. So like I said, like it wasn't always like I was into podcasting or listening to podcasts. I was a fan of podcasts. It was more or less just trying to get my voice out there and just creating that content and working on like when you do podcasts, I think it helps with everything whether it be comedy, whether it be interviews. So that part, and then just radio transitioning, I always say it's like, I'm not a podcaster. I'm not a radio personality. It's like I'm multimedia and like just do multiple things. Like, and I think what what, your second question was about the competition.
1: Yeah. Like, do you feel that as if there, as if this was music, do you feel like there's competition in podcasting or do you feel like the podcast community is just one big community and we just kind of build each other up at the end of the day?
0: I think a little bit of both. I think I come in genuine. Everyone tries to come in genuine, but there's always weird shit that goes on. And I think I'm a down player. I've had people tell me that. And basically like this one dude who owns a media company, he told me like, you could, you, you do great interviews, you do great content and you have good engagement for like who you guys are. Cause we're not like celebrities, obviously. And he was like, you got to stick with great product and do great production because now more than ever, people hype themselves up on social media with fake followers or engagement or this and that. And there's always something new. And he's like, you don't want to be lost in the sauce where people don't know your worth and value. So I think confidence is key in that. And, um, pretty much I think there's competition, everything, but I feel like I'm cool. I think we're all pretty cool and genuine and like try to help people out, but there's definitely people who like look at it. Like, If they could do it, so can we, which is not a really diss to me at all, because that was my mentality coming into radio when I heard like people I didn't like or people who I thought were like, okay. But I think there's definitely competition, but a lot of people are phony about it, like stealing followers or trying to do everything you do, reaching out to companies you reach out to, Uh, just a bunch of different things. But I think like we all got to work together to be great because they don't realize that all the top podcasts now are all celebrities. You could be terrible at podcasting, but you have a following. It doesn't matter. Like the following is so important. The following is so important that it overlooks the, the talent of someone who's a great interviewer, radio personality, or podcaster. And there's, like, it's hard to make it without doing some type of, like, you know, wild content now. But it you got to stick with it. Like, the Rogan approach. But he was already kind of famous. But, yeah.
1: I mean, you definitely have wild content, which we're about <laughs> to get into. So, I know, backstory, I met two of three of these wonderful human beings at the greatest convention of all time. Uh, <laughs> I met Zapia and Sweens at Exotica in 2016. Shout I remember. To- yeah, shout out to Exotica and shout out to my boy Akila as well. He was um, early
0: Cuban based on radio, I forgot to mention. He would get mad if uh, I didn't mention it.
1: Yeah, word. he would get mad. He'd call, He'd call you like two weeks after this, like, yo, why the fuck you ain't mentioning me? But he
0: started with me. uh, He he started with me. I had the idea. It's all about executing. But that's the thing. Like, it's like I just keep the same name because it's like growth and shit. But like, literally, we could do variations to everything. It could have been like comedians in the basement, which I started out doing, but it was the title was too long. So I just took it out. So it was like just variations of Keep It Basement and shit. It's always like, you know, the production side, Keep It Basement. But like, you could have a great idea and work with a team,
1: you know? Yeah. No, I just say keep it one name and try to branch out. But, uh, exotica 2016 i remember it like it was yesterday trust me um how did you guys get involved with that did you guys just end up getting a media pass and then just be like yo let's see what we can do let's see what we can um pull off because i know trust me the youtube algorithm sucks so yeah. was it just kind of like you guys weren't getting views on whatever else you guys were putting on youtube and you guys needed a something like an exotica to kind of boost the views or the your algorithm
2: i think mike pretty much started with exotica like i I like like
0: i yeah like i said i actually did that exotica before i ever podcasted i did the first exotic 2015 what had happened was i was on trying i was trying to do radio and i think i yeah i was finally got the courage to actually go do it and not be a pussy at my college in monmouth and we we went to this exotica in like 2012 or like i don't even know when way back my whole crew went i was late and I went with like my, my my buddies who aren't entertainment, just like creepy fucking guys who got drunk and high and were like pictures of the porn stars. And my one friend was like macking with a porn star and she was saying she like lived in long, oh shit. Well, she lived by my, <laughs> where I used to go to school at, like we were neighbors. And he's like, my friend lives right there. And he like, <laughs> he like threw me in the combo and it was, t- she was talking to me and she was on the Sopranos. It was like an old school famous porn star. We were talking and like, she Absolutely. like, And I didn't even like know anything about radio, comedy, but then podcasting. And it was like, I literally could have got an interview with her for my, for like radio. And I was like, Oh, this is exciting. But I don't, at the time, I don't think the college would have allowed that or whatever. You know, your first interview a porn star in the studio, you know what I mean? It was really young anyway. So like years later, I was like, I'm going to go back Ah, and just interview porn stars. And then I, I have to do pay. I have to shout out Jack Thriller because he, I think he was the original one who would interview porn stars at conventions. I mean, it's not a original idea like my, my shit was but i'm saying like people do that all the time like if you look at barstool portnoy used to do that shit back in the day probably before me they just went to a porn convention and asked porn stars questions but my shit isn't nope. as like country no
1: nah, but jack would do it with uh this is 50 so yeah
0: and i watched that because i was a fan of 50 cent and this is 50 and i was like this is hilarious and i seen him there one i think and i was like the first year i saw him there and i was like and i was funny he interviewed a blind yeah, no. guy you know, it's I, bumped,
1: it's funny. I bumped into jack twice he's like probably one of the funniest people yeah. so do you feel like exotica you know exotica definitely brings up the views and shit but yeah like- but early
0: on it, it brought in like the views and could have brought in a ton of money but then they restrict everything on youtube now youtube sucks youtube is very kid friendly and like Word. if you're like a if anyone's listening and wants to be on YouTube, do like kid stuff or sports stuff. I know a guy who does basketball stuff and makes like oh, tons of money a month, like basketball. Crazy. Dude, you know?
1: But yeah. So, I mean, you guys, you guys are awesome. I can't thank you guys enough for like just being a part of this and my life in general. Personally, I talk to Swings and Zappia more than anything. I'm always like on the horn, like, yo, I need your advice. So personally I just want to say thank y'all cuz I met you guys at that convention. Alex, I know we haven't met in person yet, but yeah, as, show,
3: Yo, as soon
1: as that happens, man, I'm I'm definitely getting grabbing a beer with you at the mm-hmm. stress factory or something. So, you know what I mean? But to the guys I actually know, I just want to say thank y'all for, you know, meeting me in 2016 and going through like oh my god this kid's awesome cuz he got freaking Sadie Santana and Cali Carter on his chair right now like Zabia was, was dope, late. Man. Zabia was
0: like 2018-19. He wasn't there. Oh well. Yeah.
3: 2000...
1: yeah. but 18 was perfect, man, cuz
3: <laughs> it's like two back to back. You met like the on the weekend and then I had to bartend like the other year like I think so. You met creepy
0: but... cameraman Antonio. <clears throat>
3: Oh, okay. I'm like, who? So I'm like,
1: nah. <laughs> and then Station Tay, push. the first year. Yeah, 2018 was a great year, man. I think yeah. Abella didn't... I think, if I'm not mistaken... No, Abella didn't make it to 2018. She was 2016, young gunner. No, she was 2016, 2017, and then she missed 18 because she was doing a shoot in Cali. Yeah. Me and my girl go way back. No, shout out sure. to Bella Danger, too. If you ever listen to this, I love you to fucking death. But anyway,
0: sure.
1: so with Keep It Basement, I know Zappy is involved and Alex is involved. Like, where do you guys fit? And like, how do you guys bring the evolution of Keep It Basement? Like, where, what what are your roles? And like, along with Sween's, like, where do you guys want to see Keep It Basement? If it's not just podcasting, like where do you guys, what avenue would you guys like to branch out to?
3: Ask some comedy questions, Christ. I now think uh primarily, I think what works with us is that like, we're covering kind of all bases, like me and Tom being comics, like like comedians primarily. Um And we all get along as Sweeney doing the interviews, but the dope part about it is that like, even if, Only one of us is there. We're still on behalf of like our podcast. You know what I mean? So there were a few interviews we were able to get just off the strength of like, I happen to be opening for somebody as stressed that weekend. So then the homies like Tom and Mike, they pulled up. So while I'm opening for a dude on stage, they're in the green room interviewing for the pot. So it's like, you're getting two and one, like right then and there done deal. Like, and anytime we have a lead on anything, it's like we're always hitting each other up, like yo, like this dude might be down and this dude might be down. So like that's where I think we all work together is that like we all don't have to be together to still be able to get content and be able to get shit done. That's sure. dope. Yeah. That exactly. is good uh, good, um, good
0: promo like, machine. Like, yeah, I remember like there was a couple of times where he was performing, uh featuring opening up uh hosting and whatnot. And then we would do the interview in the green room. So it was cool. It was like everyone was winning, you
1: know? Yeah, I think that's like the greatest thing about y'all. And, you know, I the, the crazy thing about it, like I haven't even seen you guys perform comedy yet. So imagine... Oh, dude. Know, out, shout, out <laughs> yeah, shout
0: out COVID. Yeah,
1: shout out COVID, man. Fucking ruined my whole fucking plans. But anyway, <laughs> I haven't even seen you guys perform comedy yet. So I'm waiting for that day. I know... Zappy is funny in general. You are definitely funny. Sweeney is funny. Even Thanks, though Sweens God. be like nervous for everything. So <laughs> but um nah try like stand up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, yeah, try stand-up, bro. Try it. No, did Sweeney tell you when he tried though? What he did? Great story. Oh no, I have no idea. Let us <laughs> let, the, let the viewers know, man. Let the viewers know. <laughs>
0: That's I just crazy. pretty much went up there. I had a Stella and I was like, definitely <laughs> I just got dumped. Seriously, I just got dumped and I was like, fuck it. And I had a Stella and, uh, and Tom Zabia left because he's a user and terrible friend. And <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I went
0: up there and I pretty much just did like radio material in a way and wasn't really hacky. and. I did like a motivational speech at the end actually and everyone started cheering (laughs) and like high-fived me and taking pictures of me like this lady took a picture of me because I said can someone take a picture of me so people in my family and I've also like comedian friends know I did this and (laughs) I'm gonna send this to a porn star because she wanted me to do uh, do comedy and so like people were like taking pictures of me and the guy was just like uh you're you're I could tell you do radio like you were good Like it wasn't crazy but I was definitely nervous prior but when I went up there it was cool
2: I think it was around this time maybe like
0: yeah, you know what's crazy? I was watching a video. I sent it to you, Zappy. It was like a radio personality who claimed he never did comedy and does comedy now, and knows Charlemagne and Pete Davidson. And I think that's crazy. Like that's he said awesome. he ne- he said he never bombed. He's definitely full of shit. And like he oh, just does oh. his radio material. Who? Oh. I don't want to say his name on here. Give him the credit, but like wait,
3: wait, wait, forget wait. his there name. Was, actually, there was, a, there was a radio personality that says he's never bombed.
0: Yeah. And like coming in from radio, I was like, literally, I wanted to do comedy and I was scared. So I did radio. And like, there was this conception that a lot of radio personalities became stand up comedians. And you actually see that now though, because like Bobby bones does it and he's a radio personality and he's like huge. And he's on, um, he's on that dancing show. And like, he sells out theaters down South and it's like so different. Like I know that there's a whole art to stand up comedy, but like a lot of these radio personalities don't know anything about comedy and just start and talk. And they 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 kind of keep up and have a fan base, so yeah. it was weird.
3: Well, that's because they might have yeah, the pivot point, but like you got to bomb, like like nobody. I know can, that's
0: what I was saying. He's full of shit. He definitely
3: bombed before. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's
1: there's just not trying. And they I have it in their profile. The
0: time, it says like stand up comedian in their profile, and like like yeah. literally like no one in the comedy community knows them. Like he even went up to P- he saw Pete Davidson perform. I watched it. It was on Instagram. And then he went up to Pete Davidson and and he's like, you think I do comedy? And Pete Davidson's like, you're a really nice guy, dude. I don't want to say anything mean to you or something. Like pretty much saying you (laughs) can. And then like he ended up doing it anyway. And like he obviously has a following because he's in radio, but he's not like a huge name. like he could definitely be hyping it up too. But like he sells out places like.
3: Well, I mean, that's the thing too, is that if you're very successful in one aspect before comedy and like, and it's based around bringing people in to listen or watch what you do, it's not hard to put asses in seats if you already have the name. You know what I yeah. mean. Mm-hmm. What's bad though is that you're giving people basically a mediocre type show, even though they're paying to come see you. Right. If you put your act next to a dude that came up as a standup, it's gonna be two different bodies of work. Clearly, different bodies of work. You know what I mean? But, I was
0: actually gonna post that on Instagram and show you, because it was wild. He was like. He didn't understand the concept of like five, 10 minutes. Like, he thought he was just going to do an hour off the Gabat. And it, nah, it was weird. It was, the whole thing was nah. weird. And it was, and like comedians and stuff he, he had with him and stuff. But like, it definitely helped because he's in radio. But I do think that, like, look at Steve Harvey. There's a lot of comedians who do radio shows. And I think that it could help radio and podcasting, but the stage is a whole other animal as well. But sorry yeah, to but take then... over. sorry to take over the interview, JV. I just wanted to get that out there. For that. It's all good, man.
1: I, I knew I was like, ah, Sweden's is gonna be on here. It's probably. Gonna I just hate worse. the
0: attention on me. Like you were talking about the first time I did comedy. It Pretty much did well. I went well, but I just like really never did it after. I um, was uh, trying to
1: make it a. I was trying to make it a three-person question, and Zach <laughs> is just looking at a screen like.
0: Yeah, ask them some questions. Geez, I'll shut up.
1: When is he <laughs> gonna shut strange. up so I can actually say something? Zach is half asleep. Nah, does that mean I ain't
3: half sleep. you are like a stenographer. <laughs> I look like a what? Like a stenographer, the people that uh type what you say in court.
2: Oh, oh, that that would like, actually, that would literally make me fall like, asleep. I don't know right. how people do
3: that. Shout out JV for winning the
0: cute basement shirt
3: though. Yo,
0: man!
1: Yeah, real, Shout out, real, out to real, y'all real. for actually giving <laughs> me a fucking shirt. I've asked this man four years for a fucking shirt. We're gonna get more. So I had to wait till the COVID era to get a fucking shirt. Man, but, you uh,
0: forgot about you almost forgot about this interview. I had to text you. I was like, "Damn, even JV doesn't love us."
1: Dude, I was, I, bro. My bad. I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> nah, y'all know I was gonna do this shit. Oh my, I you, you. you know what?
0: I got rejected by a comedian, so I was just like, "Fuck it." Even JV's rejected. Not rejected? No, nah, I'm kidding. Nah. I'm kidding.
1: I get rejected all the time. <laughs> it's part of life. No, exotica's the bro. only place I don't get rejected. <laughs> shit. Oh, that's good. You talk about asses in seats. There's been a lot of asses in my seat. If you, man, I'm terrible. You <laughs> ask me
0: questions, I did not even answer them. I'm terrible. I'm like 50 cents oh, on everything.
1: All right, so for for Zappia and Alex, like you guys Weird. do comedy, like are you guys looking to like hopefully like get into like acting and shit like that? Because you guys would
3: be dope fucking actors, bro.
0: Imagine. Shit. Zapia is acting to be
2: funny.
3: I, could. I think I think I could. Zapia definitely could. Like I like, could be
2: like, uh, I could be a fucking two thousands F- Joe Pesci.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, what I was saying. New Age Joe Pesci, bro. Word. Um, like I could I could literally like see like Zapia like freaking out about an airline ticket in like the beginning of the next Bad Boys. You know? That would be
2: <laughs> that would be my best act. Freaking yeah. out about airline tickets. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know. if I don't know, Alex. Alex. You want to do acting? I don't know. I mean, it's I, like
3: I'd do it if I liked the uh, the show.
2: If yeah, I would do it. I mean, like I probably wouldn't make it a priority, but like if somebody, if you, if if I think it was acting, if you, do, if you're a co- comic with acting, once you get to the point of like successful comic, you just start getting acting gigs, basically. Written for you or given to you, and you don't really got to audition. So I'd probably, I'd probably down.
0: Chris Rock on Fargo didn't even have to audition. Like Bird,
2: like Bird never acted, and then he like kind of blew up as a comic, and he got a bunch of roles. Like uh, with that, what's that uh, famous show, Breaking Bad? He was like a regular. He was just in The Mandalorian.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of The Mandalorian, bro, best show I've ever seen. and something, get me in, get me out. Yeah. And just, you know what I mean? Be like, you've seen him from that thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you guys, you guys wouldn't be looking for like major roles. You guys would probably like want cameos at first, like extra work.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Something or something where like, like I said, something very simple. I, I, would I take, would I take on a character? Like I'm interested in that. Like, like I wouldn't turn it down, you know, especially if the money's good and I like the project, but. I know for me, primarily, it's like I, I'm a I'm a like stand up at my core. I would say like I I mm-hmm. remember what I do is I write jokes. I do shows. Like that's what I've been doing the last six and a half years, and I don't Damn. really see that burning out anytime soon. Like if somebody told me, hey, you could just tell jokes for eighty grand a year for the rest of your life, cool.
1: I'll take that shit too, and I'm not even that funny. <laughs>
3: As long as I can pay the bills and I don't have to work a normal job, you know, or bartend anymore, I'm fine with that. Like, like that's my main goal first.
2: And yeah, I'm built- in the same boat. Shit, if I'm
1: making eighty thousand a year, I'm, hey, I'll take it.
3: Yeah, man. No, yeah, that- no. Yeah, listen, if you don't have kids and you have eighty grand a year, that's pretty. That's pretty yeah. alright, bro.
1: That way, yeah. I can actually get the Taylor JJ following, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clip it. What?
1: Use that as a clip. No. Uh, I can't yeah, no. You know I was gonna mention her though. Shout <laughs> out. <laughs> I see fact, yeah, no, that's the that's the beauty of this podcast. You don't you don't know what's coming. That's that's the funny part. Um yeah, I love it. You,
0: don't even, you don't research her plans. Hell stuff. no,
1: cool. I, I just go off the cusp, man. Whatever my mind tells me to ask, I ask. Whatever you guys answer, I go off of that. So, all right, for for Zapia, who has been with Sweenes for the past two years at the lovely convention, what would you say was Sweenes' most nerve-wracking interview that he had to, like, pause and, like, go over?
2: All of them. Just all of them? them? It's not, um, I don't know. It's not really nerve-wracking. It, it's tough for him to get into it. Once he does one or two, it's like, all right, I could just do whatever, but... He like, he hypes himself up like he's fucking meeting the president and it's like not even that big a thing. You can pretty much just walk up to them and be like, hey, and show them the press pass and be like, can I interview And they're usually like, yeah, except for some one redheaded cunt who was- It's actually
0: the funny. The, the least famous ones will deny you, but the most famous ones are the coolest.
2: Yeah, the most, ones the, ones that
0: the ones don't do interview the ones that don't do interviews a lot and who are like huge, for some reason, I connect with them, <clears throat> pop culture. But like the ones who well, like, I don't know anything about who are like middle of the pack, not to be mean. And like have like a PR like hype it up like you have to get to like five people to get to them. It's like they suck.
2: Perfect example,
3: yeah. And they don't want to. They don't want to ruin anything, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, go perfect, ahead, Zap. What, what were you saying about perfect example?
2: Perfect example was last year. We pretty much like go in and we kind of try to walk around, feel it out. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> see who Mike. See who we want to interview. Because I've only done like a handful, so like I'm not like really. A, I don't like, I'm not like really, you know, excited to do it or nor do I really know how to go about it. Mike's been doing it forever. So he's like, "We'll we'll walk around with our camera guy and we'll kind of feel out who we're going to go, what we're going to do, whatever, blah, blah. And then we, when we find opportunities, like last year, we were like, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's go. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. And he would he'll like, he'll be nervous or like make up an excuse or like the camera stand will be fucked up or something or whatever. And then after like an hour or two, we'll go back out to the car and like, kind of like, like, this is all Mike and I guess Antonio's uh-huh. ideas, kind of like revamp ourselves and like reset and hope yeah. fucking have like, a, he has to have food or I think a last sandwich. year he literally had to have a, a sandwich.
0: Protein drinking like, a turkey sandwich. And
2: like drink some whatever. And then go in and like, once we get that first interview on the second lick and then it's like straight to the end line like he did like five in a row but that's so crazy he's a mental patient
0: i just run right in like they weren't even ready for some of the interviews like the plug on the trump i just literally ran right in there
2: he just sneaks in from the side like she's about to leave and she's like what yeah what no but that's so weird because 2016
1: that was definitely me because you know it was my first uh exotica and um i didn't know i didn't know what the vibe was like so i'm nervous it's I'm nervous as shit. Cause I'm, you know, obviously I'm, I'm strolling in there and I'm getting like highs left and right. But then I look to my right and obviously first person, I actually, I'm like Isabella danger. Cause she's like right down that hallway. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, how do I do this? So, I mean, I agree with sweet, you know, having to kind of collect yourself. Cause I, Literally I could recap the story. It took me probably two hours and a half just to gain the courage to like stroll up to her and actually say something. I think you- that's where I think that's where like I'm a comedian as well because I'm like, all right, she's smoking a vape. you know what I mean nobody's buyer and I'm like, all right, what can I fucking say to like get her to actually laugh? Because I'm like, all right, if I can make them laugh in some way, that's how I know, like, all right, they're good. I could get a picture with them. It won't be a problem. So I went up to her and I was like, look, I just want you to know, like, you've saved my life a thousand times. And then she laughed and it was like, it was on from that point. But yeah.
0: Hey, I jerked off to you.
1: <laughs> no, I don't want to say all that. You know, <laughs> that's what Sweeney does. <laughs> yeah, no. That's, that's- the
0: wild thing is like, as interviewing porn stars it's more comedy if anything i see the negative effects from like people thinking you're a porn freak or obsessive porn it's not always the case and then also like the porn stars get a lot of heat and negative negative shit when they're just people too like they're just mad yeah. cool you know? a lot of them and like there's so much negativity in the industry it's crazy even like if a girl looks at an interview with, she thinks like i'm automatically in porn or like a porn freak not that i'm Probably. saying that's a bad thing but like a lot of the times i don't even know some of these people and then like after i'll like look and search like oh she is pretty hot but like or some of the times like I'll like a lot of the plug because of social media and like how like talk about like certain things and how like she got a following or Tiana mm-hmm. Trump about like certain hip hop stuff it's not even about like oh i think you're so sexy and yeah, i watch your porn it's more or less like
1: i look no. at it as like
0: other things you know what i mean like the personality that they're, they're in Yeah
1: I, I think uh if if these guys down here want to add something i'll let them add something
2: Um i'm probably going to jerk off after this but other than that <laughs> But uh, nah, nah,
3: I mean I, I gotta go to one. I know that much. I gotta go. What happened? So I gotta go to. I gotta. We all gotta go to one together.
0: I feel oh, like yeah, you get we, bored the first half hour, first lap. You're like, all right, I'm I'm over it. Let's get this nah, yo,
1: Now, now I come with a plan. Like I have a sheet in my head, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this one, this one, this one, this one. So like, I'm already like, you know, five hours of the convention, I already know who I'm getting photos with but it's so funny because i was telling you guys about my strategy when i appeared on keep it basement if you guys don't know i appeared on keep it basement check out that episode but like now what i do for the viewers that like don't know or didn't know of this episode like i go to spencer's around like june july and i find like the most x-rated shirt that i could find and then that's how i end up I wear the shirt and you like, I'll be honest with you. Like I got people stopping me. Like I'm a celebrity, like, Oh my God, your shirt's awesome. So I'm like, all right, the shirt. shirt.
0: I fuck on the first date. Please get that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I already, I already have my shirt for, I already have my shirt for whenever the hell the world opens up again.
0: I got um, J V hit me up. He's like, I got tickets for two thousand twenty one, two thousand twenty two. Do you think they'll have it? I, go, I I don't think so, JV.
1: You gotta, you gotta bro, fucking get get your money back. Bro, I didn't give a fuck, man. I got my tickets in January. I was like, all right, we're good.
0: <laughs>
1: Cause I didn't wanna I didn't wanna go to like, go into October and be like, oh well I now I don't have the money to go, so it's like now I gotta come up with a plan. But uh yeah, no, I think you know. Exotica's fun, man. I've said it before. I said it again. I love I love the environment, you know, and I just love meeting people. I've met more people at Exotica than I know in my personal life. But uh, you touched on something before. Porn star, like, the stars actually think, like, you're involved in porn. Or- Not necessarily
0: them. It's the people, like, you say so- if you talk to a girl or date a girl in your life, like, they think, like, you're just a porn guy or, like, a creep. And it's such a negative thing, but like, I kind of get it too. If you're dating someone, where they're going to say like, Hey, he interviews porn stars and stuff, but I definitely do more than that. But they tend to get the most look on, on YouTube because they're there for the girls, but I'm providing the questions. Right, 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 It's the no, same I concept. Don't. It's the same concept as like someone in hip hop who's talking about like uh, the news, you know what I mean? Like they're just talking about the news to get like, the uh, recognition and then they're talking about like the news and then putting their spin on it it's like what i do and i'm asking questions like that aren't too fucking stupid well some are stupid but it's like about like dating relationships and like it's not like about like i saw you in scene 42 when you were getting anally fucked or whatever (laughs) like i don't even know anything about a lot of the stuff i go in there like asking them for advice like the like you know what i mean like or like wisdom or or comedy
3: what does the person have to say
1: (laughs) yeah i mean shit they're all people at the end of the day and like i don't even i don't even do youtube but i have somewhat of a following on instagram and uh i'll put the pictures up on instagram and then all of a sudden i get like mad like fake profiles from the star that i met or i'll just get like random people uh international people that are like i want to be porn star can you help i'm like i'm not involved with that industry whatsoever (laughs) You know, if they paid me what they pay a male talent to do it, shit, I might do it. But like, you know, it's not like I'm getting any in personal life when Swims had Harley Dean chomping at his bit, not like, true. yo, let's let's go, let's go teach about sex education.
3: I, 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 I hate I this man that for that. We yeah, we, we all were looking at you like you were nuts for first. Yeah, that. no,
1: seriously. I was looking at you like you were nuts. Like, and I thought <laughs> like and she invited me to the after party that that year too, and I of course I couldn't go because I didn't know how after parties work. Uh, <laughs> also yeah. said that like how you'll get like the mega superstars to just do interviews. Me personally, I'll, I'll I think that's where like me and you will differ because I rather go for the girls that like aren't known yet to try yeah, to yeah. build I- their.
0: Like I'm not gonna lie, like I go in sometimes with a strategy, but like I'm not gonna be like, oh, they're mega, I want to do that. Like sometimes the girls who are up and coming are cool. It's like I'll interview anyone if it's interesting and it's just my questions. Like if they suck and have no personality, I could still make the interview entertaining. Like they provide the they provide like the name, the looks, and like you know like the funny questions back, but I'm giving them the entertainment too. Like it could work both ways. It kind of c-
1: combines together. God, I'm gonna have to cut the parts where I'm like thinking out of this interview, but anyway but uh, yeah
0: but no like even anything the advice for any p- creators is like the reason that works is because i'm there they can't they, they could say no to me but like it'd be hard to get them to come do a zoom interview and they're like half naked at a convention so it just works the interviews I mean, it like, works it's harder to get them in person like hey when i meet in a hotel room and like here's my cameraman and here's tom zappia with a hoodie on or beanie on it's like it'd be a lot, like tough to do that compared to going to the convention and just walking around and trying to connect through there you know
1: yeah, it's funny. I mean, we have touched on it, too. But I, I've gotten, like, mad responses from Kelsey Monroe. Like, come to Florida for like, the interview. I'm like, I'm not flying to Florida just to do an interview. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, like, let the people know that, like, I know you and that, like, porn stars are actually fucking human. But speaking of, like, Zoom and the COVID era, man, what was it like uh, interviewing my ex-wife, Eva Lovia?
0: it was cool uh like just like spur of the moment like an interview just ask some questions about everything zoom interviews yeah, she, are tough though i feel like it's tough like uh yeah it can lack passion and it's kind of annoying to do zoom in person's definitely better but it is what it is during this covid environment and being safe and also it's great using technology because like you never know if you could get an interview with somebody in person anyway so the zoom option's always there
1: to eva cuz you know i didn't i didn't mean to call you but my ex-wife but you are very gorgeous so if you do see this <laughs> hi i'm jonathan <laughs> i know him we're friends anyway come on my <laughs> podcast too um but yeah man no that that interview i i literally spoke to you right after that interview i think like that interview was probably the best interview i've seen from you in a very long time
0: i don't know if that's a compliment or a diss but i appreciate it <laughs>
1: no it's 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 definitely a compliment i my inter my interviews are shit so are you talking
0: i no i give you credit doing your thing and like actually taking action and doing it you know what i mean it's nah, not easy to do like you do everything interview. too
3: dude, yeah no i really do dude, i definitely cool. what i said our early ones were bad you know yeah, i mean like like, yeah. like, like it always should be progression but like like we've def had like some episodes where like we stopped and we're like Woo <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck what are we doing
0: the thing is though we're all good like on the mic it just sucks because like you don't get that national exposure but i'm not like crying about it as i sound like i'm crying about it but like also you gotta keep in mind i tell you jv like you don't have a sh- like i know podcasting everyone can make a show with any with guests and stuff but like from the radio, what I learned from, like, the greats of Howard Stern and Charlamagne, they say this a lot. It's like, you don't have a show if you rely on interviews. So I always keep that in mind when I'm creating content. But that's not always the case now with fucking podcasting because everyone has a like, guest a lot of times. But I think Joe do yeah. solo and still do his thing.
1: I think, like, that's kind of where I'm failing because I don't really like to talk just me myself.
0: I hate the attention, too. That's why I kind of do interviews and started, but I'm okay with it now.
1: Because I'll ramble my ass off. And like, I know nobody wants to hear me talk about whatever I'm talking about for two hours. So that's why I try to shorten
0: it though.
1: Yeah, but see, my thing is like, if I have something in mind, I'm going to make sure I get that point across. And I think like, that's probably one of the worst things about me. And that's why I kind of cut myself off when I was telling, when I'm saying like the explanation between like transformability, cause there's, so many ways to describe it, and like so many ways that I could like get the point across. But again, like I don't want to make it a whole sad situation with transformability. You know what I mean? But if your story I, though,
0: it's real. Like, like I, you can't hit on someone's story like I'm saying. Instead of doing a three-hour episode about it, you could always do. No, like but, 10 there's podcasts that are like ten minutes long. You know.
1: No, nah, I feel you. Uh, this one's probably gonna be two hours long, but it's not fun. good. Nah, it's all fun. It's fun, dude. But, uh, nah, I mean, shit, I can go into the explanation, but to be honest with you, I've done that explanation for 32 years. Like, who else needs to hear the explanation? You know what I mean? But you
0: never know. You could, you could be inspiring people, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, no,
1: nah, I mean, and that's, that's what I'm trying to do with this is be like, look at me. Like, I'm in a COVID fucking era, and I got the Keep It Basement Boys with me right now. So it's like, look, like, you know, you guys are my boys, so obviously you guys are gonna do this. But you know, I think that's the fun part is we're building each other up, and I, I see you got, I see Zapia and Sweeney's always like reposting, like, oh, he's got another episode. Like, fuck, like this guy's actually putting in work. So I see it being done, and you know, I'm very proud of my early episodes and shit. And I, I hope for like season two or if I even want to do this shit by seasons, like that I can get, you know, a Rocky Emerson or a Kelsey Monroe or a Harley Dean. Cause they have stories too. And it's like, you know, you're not just, you know, fucking on camera, just on camera. It's a job, you know, you guys outside of whatever you do, it's a different animal. So, and I think like that was the greatest thing with the Eva Lovia interview is because like she does porn or she did porn I honestly don't know if like she's retired or whatnot but she was also like letting you into like her personal aspect too and I feel like a lot of people don't get that a Mm -hmm. lot of people just see them and go oh my god like I wonder what it's like to be them it's the same shit it's like me trying to do music but then I'm not just doing music every single day. Shit, I like to go out and, like, grab a beer. It's the same concept. It's just I'm not on camera. It is what it is, man. But so, yeah, dog. So, keep it basement. Five years down the line, like, where do you guys, the three of you, like, how, where do you see it going from here?
2: Um... I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what uh, what's going on with digitally and technology and entertainment. I mean, we still, you know, I'm, I plan on still doing not just a podcast, but just other content, you know, videos, other random stuff we do, keep interviewing people, and hopefully we'll be even bigger and maybe gain more of a of even bigger following. You know, five years is a long time. A lot can happen in five years.
1: Hey, man, you guys um, awesome and you primarily. guys also have a clips channel too so promote the yeah, clips channel before uh yeah
3: hmm. alex what, what, were what were you saying uh, yeah what were you saying alex i wanted to hear that nah, i was just like primarily i would think like in five years we'd be a bigger umbrella than just a podcast for sure what the hell happened to tom zappia he switched no <laughs> but uh but- What the fuck? Yeah, definitely. I I I would think that, like, you know, the podcast would definitely still podcast page still growing. Um, I think it'd be a lot more, uh, maybe more geared towards, like, maybe sketches or or up clips or whatever, you know, maybe even uh, projects from people that we've had on before that now yeah stuff too because producing other people's shit. Most of the people we have on working in tandem with us too so like mm-hmm. everyone's always coming out with new shit so i think it's a machine that's always going to be fed by something like whatever i think by
1: whatever is going on in the world yeah like it's yeah it's like
0: keep it basic, but you could separate things like that's always a tough thing for me now learning the game it's like distinguishing because i came in with radio interviewing a lot of people and Angelique, yeast if it sounds a bunch of uh, hip-hop people but then i transformed it into comedy i just feel like i want everyone to eat like Like it's about helping people out. Like I wanna get in a position where I could like be successful in a way where I could help others do what they want to do. And like you see a lot of people doing that now. And it's like you gotta put it in your own hands, you gotta be the heat. Like a lot of the times, like I was interviewing Severance, Sounds. he was talking about, and I was listening to like various like brilliant idiots they were talking about too. It's like a lot of people wanna be next to the heat to blow up. You gotta like actually create the heat yourself. And I want to do something on the underground thing where it's like I wanna help other people, but I gotta put myself in a good position first because it's tough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I told you, like, you got to do everything. Like, it's tough to rely on people and like, you got to learn everything. Like, even if like you stuck at video editing, I I taught myself how to edit like the audio and video, but it definitely takes so long, but just learning everything is good. So, you know, like if you're getting screwed over when someone else does it, or if they're charging the right amount and just like delegating time management is key. But for a Kiba basement, I'd say like for five years, it's like. I wanted it to be like, it could be a radio show, it could be a podcast, it could be a TV show. It's literally my thoughts, my ideas and creating the content that people like and want and then spreading it out anywhere. Um, it's, and it's a mindset too, as well as a brand. And it's like tough to, because I'm a natural downplayer, as girls have said before and people who are my friends, like it's tough to like, you know, define it to people right off the bat. And I think I have to do a better job at that because people will be like, yeah, I'm a fucking producer and this and that, I work with this and that, everyone hypes them up. And like I'm not like the type to like hype myself up, even if it we've done great things, and it just you know various interviews, various content, comedy, and just creating better things. You know, like just watching the game, see how that works, but also being a game changer, like not trying to copy people or be influenced by people, and just doing the right things right. and being original you know, and bring that raw. shit. I up. mean, I
1: know you don't hype yourself up as much, but me personally, I feel like I would. Like I hype you guys. I want to be like. Time.
0: I want to be like silently confident, but like I'll listen to a podcast where I'll see like some rapper who like, isn't that big and be like oh, this and that and this and that. And I think in hip hop, it works for the younger audience. And like with me and my weirdness, I don't like doing that. And I find it awkward, but like, like t- to be honest, like on YouTube, sometimes I'll get a hundred thousand fucking views a month and no, no one's really doing that. It's off the interviews of like the adult entertainers and stuff. But at the same time, I did ask the questions and like, sometimes we'll do podcast episodes where they will really blow up and like. Zappia fucking put a clip out. I don't know if you know Alex is going to tell you, he put a clip out about fucking Chris D'Elia and it fucking blew up all over the internet and everyone's hating on us. But things like that, random things, we get a lot of traction and views for uh, not being famous. Like we're not like household name yet, but like we, I've interviewed legends in the game. We've done great content. Mm-hmm. And it's like, literally, it's just about putting in the work and being disciplined and consistent, not to sound like a Tony Robbins rant, but basically I think starting your own stuff is a good thing and it helps people in networking just like doing any interview, like, and creating with people. But at the same time, I will, I like, like I say, like, sometimes it's more than a podcast and you'll realize that like, it's tough yeah. to always get these interviews in and stuff. And like a lot of times people might not take you seriously, not saying you or, or me and just in general, like you get all these interviews, but like, what else is it that you do? And it's hard to be a radio guy these days. Like the last two left seem like Howard Stern Charlemagne. So it's like, you got to do your own shit. And then also having interesting, engaging content to create fan bases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's, I could talk about that for like seventeen hours. So,
1: yeah, but uh, I mean, I could hype you guys up all fucking day. Like, I do love like like,
0: helping people out, though. Like, like giving I, back. It'd be dope. Like, say if I blew up or we all blew up, and it's like now this guy can make a show, or it's like I want to work with this guy. I want to work with this dude, this comedian, this fighter this radio guy, and, like, connect with them and, like, help them out and stuff, but I don't want to be, like, like, I'll get in the building to learn the thing, but I don't want to just be, like, a producer or, like, an editor. I want to be, like, nah. on the screen and behind the scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I
1: everything. like, I mean, I can tell you straight up, like, I I call Zappia, and you have, like, most of my conversations are with Sweeney and Zappia, because I'm like, yo, what do I, like, how do I, like, what kind of, like, what kind of gear do I need once, like, the world opens up, or Something like that. So I can see the help and all this shit. But, um, yeah, you guys are big regardless of how famous you guys get. I mean, you you guys have interviewed legends in the game. You guys have got merch. So please buy their merch. Buy our merch. Yes, buy their fucking it's merch. It's like the gym though.
0: Like, ask them in comedy. It's like, you know, you go to the gym, you get those reps in. Like, you're doing a podcast, you're getting those reps in. It's all about putting yeah. those reps in consistently. And then just, like, you know, thinking outside the box, too, and being, you
1: yeah man i mean shit it i've learned i've definitely been consistent more with this podcast than i i was ever with my fucking music journey so i i definitely see that but um you guys are legends in the game man you've interviewed a whole bunch of people that i wish i could get on my shit um you know i i've reached out to i've emailed like 300 people Nothing yet, but I'm I'm hoping somebody, but um, just to wrap this up, man, you guys got merch, you guys got a website. Um, Buy their merch again, as Zappia said. Buy their fucking merch. I won their merch, but I would have bought it anyway. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, just to wrap this up, man, again, thank you guys for coming on. Where can the people find you on social media? Please follow these motherfuckers. And we will be doing a part two where they will be interviewing my ass. So if <laughs> if if uh, this one wasn't long enough, that one's going to be long as shit. Oh, forgot
0: to talk about Fleshlight. Shout out Fleshlight.
1: Oh, yeah. Shout out to Fleshlight. You know what I'm saying? The number one sponsor in America right now. I <laughs> have a couple. I just haven't used them because I'm- I was actually cool. watching
0: clips. Tom and Alex, I was watching clips randomly that come to my feed and Kevin Smith was a sponsor, Rogan and fucking uh, somebody else I forgot way back in the day. Kind of funny. But yeah, that's a good example. I, I wanted to actually bring that up because before we give our names, I'm at the Sweens and Q Basement and at the Sweens everywhere. But like the perfect example for you, JV, is basically like the porn interviews did well at exotica so fleshlight just showed love and support it and that's what it really is it's like if you do something and it has good numbers and people fuck with you then you'll get sponsors i don't necessarily agree with all that right. all the time because like you could be dope and like not get any sponsors but it just shows you like what other people on social media and companies think and it's like you have to have some type of following with it or views and it's like the name of the game and it's like i technically don't agree with it but i just see it like that and like it's not like the end all be all anyway, but they're mad cool. But it just like, it shows you like, it just shows you what like people are up to. Like you, you see, you see it like a company will pay mad money for like a famous comedian, do so a podcast. You know right. what I mean?
1: So here's the it. thing. Like, I don't mean to cut you off, but you're bringing, no, no, it's up, fine. you're bringing up flashlight, and I, I want to get this point across before, like we wrap this up. Like did did they reach out to you because of your clips or how did that relationship come about?
0: I fucking forget, to be honest. I think they like said they were looking for something or whatever. And like, I did something and I just got their attention. And then like, they hit me up and like people were active on social media. Like it's crazy. Cause we had a lot of people active on the social media posts for like listeners of our podcast. And then I think I just sent them the porn interviews or they saw them. I forget, but I always wanted to like do something. Cause I thought it was funny. Cause I was trying to like the marketing in me was trying to match the brand with what I was doing, where it would get good views and stuff. And like also hit but it was also about the art and like my interviews too. Like I like I told you, I'm not really a view guy, but other companies and people are these days, especially young fans and audiences and stuff. We see it in the uh, uh, the comments of certain videos where people are like, these guys, who the fuck are they? Blah, blah, blah. We love Chris And I it's just like-
3: photo, I think the photo of you on the cheetah carpets were really- uh, heard it Yeah. It just Oh like, yeah, the cheetah carpets.
0: Bro. But yeah, but basically stuff like that. But my, my main point to anyone listening is to like just match what you do and what you're good at with, brands and they'll probably come to you or you can reach out to them always and try to do stuff but we've done stuff with other companies too but like nothing wild it's just you know it's just the the phases of marketing and stuff but i think when you're really on like you like you'll get a ton of offers coming to you like you don't have to worry about it like i talked to a youtuber who makes bank and he said like thousands of dollars are just sitting in his email he doesn't like really check like, when, you're, when you're like that like that's legit you know what i mean that's, that's what i'm right. saying just focus on your craft and do something that's good like even I, it's like they might get views, but it's not my end all be all. I try to do other stuff too that I really love to do.
1: No, nah, that's that's crazy. But I'm um, really quick before before we wrap this up and y'all give uh, the social medias and we actually set up a date for part two, which will be keep it basement interviewing me for transformability. Um, do you, do any of the three of you or all three of you have advice for a comedian that might be listening to this like? two years down the line or you know a fellow uh creator like me and swings like any advice that you guys would give i'm happy to listen to his advice in order to stay consistent just kidding
3: uh i i would just say uh you know it it, don't engulf yourself too much with your craft you know you you still have to go out and experience life and people and shit to Mm, feed back into it uh So like, I mean, like, like, like it isn't a hundred percent of everything, but you should still put most of your time still into refining yourself and putting the reps in and getting better. But always remember that, like you, you, there's life to be lived outside of it all. Like very true. just talking about the same thing constantly all the time, it tends to get unhealthy and you start to not like what you're doing, you know? Uh,
0: and now. just have
3: fun like like there's no pressure you know like it, everybody talks about before they got on was like the most fun time of their life and then once they started getting the paycheck now it's work you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like definitely just the good moments you have with your dudes like me zappia sweeney we all you jv like they, there's all still laughs in between that and you know hanging out and getting to know each other and seeing each other come up so like i think that yeah focusing on what's fun
0: that's crazy you said that because jerry seinfeld was talking on tim Veris least recently i didn't listen to the whole episode but i listened to bits of it and he was saying that like success has like lazy habits like success kind of makes stuff worse sometimes in comedy and,
1: yeah, and oh, yeah. Word. You
0: know i mean like you sure. were just like, Word. i mean
3: covid even covid gave a lot of lazy, <laughs> lazy comics an excuse not to work
0: but then again
3: covid also gave a lot of girls that
1: shouldn't be on the platform a bunch of OnlyFans accounts Dude, man, so, knows? I mean, there, there, there are girls that I know that I'm like, damn, she's actually making bank on OnlyFans. But anyway, shout out to OnlyFans too. Um, they've they've been killing it right now. But Zapia, any any advice for the people since you got like the greatest mustache of all
2: mustaches? You shot
0: yourself in the foot, homie.
2: Um. <laughs> Yeah. I like what Alex said. I mean, just keep doing, keep working and doing stuff and try to try to at least have an end goal of something that you want to do. And if you, know, you sound so
0: enthusiastic saying it.
2: it's hard to, it's hard. I'm sorry. It's hard to get a lot of words in because you know, Mike Sweeney talks for 90% of the time <laughs> or if he's not talking to start, he cuts the three of us off. Um, but yeah, I mean, if something doesn't work, try something different, but try to just be, you know, be positive and keep going and you know, and you know, at least be at least enjoy it while you're doing it and then if you do blow up, that'll be the icing on the cake, you know, as long as you don't become right. suicidal or whatever. But uh, you know, and and just try to fucking be happy, especially now. It is fucking blows. I mean, if you're not suicidal now, then
0: Guys, might... be positive.
2: Shut that fucking dog up. <laughs> um, so just keep doing it, and then, you know, at the end, hopefully, you know, me and Alex could pop off and we'll, we'll, we'll never see Sweeney again. And, or maybe vice versa. You never really know. It could be like high school. When's the last time you talked to anybody from high school, you know? So, yeah, thanks for having me on.
1: No doubt, man. Uh, really quick, before we go into the socials, this has been another episode of the Transformability Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Find Swing's on with the hazmat suit on on his OnlyFans. Hmm. It's free. You just got to pay them for, like, a comedy skit. It's fine. But just go into <laughs> your socials. Again, thank you guys for coming on. Swings, uh, uh, if you want to start that, that up. At- well,
0: Oh, social, at the Swings, at Cuba Basement, at the Swings, and, yeah, Cuba Basement pretty much
1: everywhere. Follow my dog, the Swings. I got Alex.
3: At not Alex Nicholas, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat. Which I barely use, uh, <laughs> and uh, at uh, Keep a Basement. We're all linked to the page. So,
2: yeah, yeah, just check out Keep It Basement. YouTube, most most important, and then the, wherever you get the podcast. And the new channel is KIB Clips, where we kind of just shorten we it up for people who do. don't want to watch whole videos. Keep a Basement um, Clips, oh boy. So subscribe Ready. to
1: that. Uh, but Zapia, where can the ladies find you, bro?
2: Uh, right here in the bottom corner, Tom Zapia, Instagram, Twitter. One word. Big facts, man. At DJ uh, Catch me at Belmar. D-
1: you know what it is, man. This has been another episode of the Transformability Podcast. Follow me directly at JVB Transformer. Follow the podcast at TSFM Ability Podcast. Find me on Keep It Basement Story. Uh, to leave it all off, man, not bad, not good. And we'll be back next week. You're a nerd. So thank you guys for coming on, man.
0: Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Here, yeah. yeah, appreciate it, man.
1: Here, Glad you woke up. You're- yeah, Sick up. You See y'all next week. <laughs> all, all
2: right, right y'all. Yo. It's Thanks, fun. JV. I love hey, y'all. Alex. The screen froze. Peace. Yeah, yeah, throws on me. Peace. Love Thank you man. all. Peace. No
1: doubt, yo. all Love yeah. y'all. Peace. Peace.